In this episode of Trail Towns, we head to northern Georgia for the southern terminus of the AT, where you get 78.2 miles of some of the most rugged, steep, and rocky terrain on the entire AT. Georgia is not just outcast and peaches, though we do love both of those things as well. Join us on the inside for episode two, season six of the Hashtag 59 podcast as we explore the AT and four different trail towns in the state of Georgia. Season 6, Episode 2, Hashtag 59 Podcast. Theme is Trail Towns, and specifically right now we are doing Trail Towns on the AT. And we're in Georgia this week. Yeah, specifically, in, we decided to group them by state. Yes. Because we were kind of rolling through them kind of quickly. And some And some states may have a second part, but this is, this is everything in Georgia. Yep. Well, everything we did. All in. All in. Uh, maybe I'll start with, uh, Georgia kicked my booty. Well, I think it kicked us all the way around. From living in a van, to the hiking, to figuring out how to get to certain gaps without service. We're never going to forget first, Georgia. That first week was an experience. Yes, it was. And this... We may or may not think this was your first time ever in the state of Georgia. Yeah, I, well, I've been to Atlanta. You think? Well, I know. I know I've been to the airport. I just don't know. I feel like I might have been to a convention there. Unsure. Unsure. Mm -hmm. Well, either way, all the way around 360, Georgia was all the things. Yeah. I think. Uh, so we're highlighting the trail towns. We have four trail towns to cover. Uh, first, as I mentioned in the intro, though, Georgia has 78.2 miles of the AT, but they also have 8.8 extra. That is known as the AT Approach Trail, which is the only way... Unless you have somebody that can drop you off on a forest service road that is not always passable to the southern terminus of the AT, Springer Mountain, you have to hike 8.8 miles really stupid hard miles, I might add, to even get to the southern terminus of the AT. What do you think about that? What do I think about yeah, it? Yeah, like like, but it's not part of the AT. Well, it's you the said, AT approach trip. You said trip. the other day you felt like that made it like cooler yeah i think it's kind of badass right yeah. i mean i don't i don't really have an opinion about it i think it's really interesting i feel like if i was gonna hike 8.8 .8 miles uphill i'd want it to count i mean it counts it doesn't really count it's the with an asterisk it's the approach trail yeah i guess it counts yeah uh, so let's start there i guess alige mm -hmm. georgia we stayed at the plum nelly campground very nice campground more of an RV park, I guess I would say. Yep. Right. Got invited to a Sunday night or Sunday night barbecue. Memorial Day barbecue. Memorial Day barbecue right uh -huh. away. We learned how to, we learned the right 
way to pull out the fresh water tank and the gray water tank to mm-hmm. fill. Mm-hmm. We started to realize we had too much stuff. I mean, we actually didn't have way too much stuff in the van. I would say we have plenty of room. But we were constantly moving things around to get to the things we needed. So I think it was just figuring out a routine and a rhythm. You're... I mean, spoiler alert for week two in North Carolina, we may or may not uh, have sent a box or be preparing to send a box to your parents. Yeah, we've already sent a box of stuff out of the van. It included some of those mason jars we talked about last last episode. Uh, But yeah, Plum Nelly, great campground to start everything off. And the first day I did the AT approach trail. Couple interesting things with that trail i thought it's at amicola falls state park which is the tallest waterfall east of the mississippi river in the united states that's pretty cool yeah i saw two bears within an hour an hour maybe and one of them climbed up a tree right next to me and i watched him climb it and all I thought, they always tell you, do not climb a tree. Like trying to get away. Bear, Yeah, bears can climb trees. And I watched this little guy get up there and get up a... Was he, he went, little? He was, it was a, I think they were juveniles. Two juvenile bears. One ran off into the woods as fast as he could when he saw me. And the other one scurried up probably 30 feet though in three seconds. Wow. And then stared at me and was like, I'm scared of you. Get going. Get going. And I did. (laughs) But, wow, what a start. Yeah. Then, the AT approach trail, something else that I thought was interesting, was kind of like we talked about how discombobulated we were the Mm -hmm. first week. So, if anybody's read A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson, him and his friend Katz in the first, in this same hike, are throwing stuff off the mountain, you know, I don't know how much is true or not, but the idea that their packs were way too heavy. Mm-hmm. I felt like my pack that first day was like I was backpacking, but I'm only day hiking the trail. And I got to Springer Mountain and I got this oily, delicious, but oily pasta salad that I packed. So I'm lugging this pasta salad. Heavy. Super heavy. I had, we bought loose leaf pieces of the AWOL guide. I brought the whole thing that day. You were really racking up some amateur points. Yeah. You had a new water bladder. You still had the plastic covering on it when you got out there. Forgot to put my gaiters on. They were, were all, in my pack. All over the place. I got to say, though, when I got to Springer, I felt like, uh, you know, a lot of people have come there through inspiration, through tragedy, through hope to hike this trail or to finish the trail. Bryson's been there, world-famous ultra runner Scott Jurek. Uh, People scatter ashes there. Like, there was a huge family there for, like, a family reunion. I felt a lot of energy Mm -hmm. being at that summit. Even though it's the southern terminus and you would have 2,000 miles to go in some cases, there's something going on there. And Mm -hmm. so that was... It was interesting because I felt like I really wanted to do that AT approach trail, and I'm mm-hmm. really glad I did. Yeah, that's neat. What about uh, what else about Elysia? Elysia. That's probably the weakest of the towns, and by meaning we didn't do a lot there. 
the Plum Nelly where we stayed was really on the edge of town. So honestly, sorry, we're not doing justice to the, I felt like right away this was like our sandwich um, season. We got good stuff coming. Hold on. <laughs> but I know because I, I feel like the first one we didn't have, I think we were getting used to the van, getting used to, we, you had a couple really big days because that one, when you went out and back was a full eight, nine hour day. So I think that we didn't have enough time. Well, I, I thought we, a couple of things about it. They had a songwriters festival going on when mm -hmm. we were there that weekend and they're huge and famous for apple picking. We stopped at a apple farm and you got ciders. Oh, heck yeah. I forgot. Yeah, Re it was like Reese's Orchard, I think yep. it was called. And I got some ciders there. And we also went to the pizza place. Yeah, cauliflower crust pizza, and it was fabulous. Was it Border Town? No. No. What was it called? <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes <laughs> since you don't have the name. Okay. Well, maybe. Hmm. But very, very famous. border anything, though, did it? No. <laughs> the town is very famous for apple orchards and apple picking. Like yeah, there every. Was, there was tons of um, fields and things like that when we were driving by. And I would say tons of people come from Atlanta and other areas to go see Amicola Falls. Yeah. In fact, my friend Deneen was there like a few weeks before us. Okay. Let's get in to Helen. Now this. Is a trail town worth talking about? Wow. So, to our surprise, what an interesting place. So, right out of the gate, we always kind of look at the Bring Fido app because it is kind of a good starting point if you want to bring your dog to restaurants or hotels or things like that. And when we looked it up, I thought it was really interesting because there was like three restaurants on there and they were German themed. And I thought, huh, all the German themed restaurants in town. You can bring your dog. Um, and didn't really think too much of it until we pulled into town and the entire town Bavarian is theme. a Bavarian theme. The, the whole thing. From the hotels to the restaurants to the shops. For those of you who have been to Leavenworth, Washington, it is the Leavenworth of the South. For those of you who have been to Germany <laughs> and probably a touristy area, it is all themed like you're in Germany. Well, I don't... Yeah, I guess. I guess. I'm I've never been. I don't think Germany's like that all the way, but they, they had a thing going on. But yeah, so we went there. We spent a little bit of time walking up and down the strip, going to a um, great restaurant there. They have a big Alpine Helen sign cut out of bushes and the grass. I mean, just absolutely everything. In fact, I bought a book, which I did not get. I was hoping to read it before the podcast on the making of Helen. But it sounds like it started in the early 70s. The Bavarian the Bavarian theme, Bavarian theme yeah. of it. It was somebody's creative idea. Well, that creative idea, off. it's all in. In fact, at the Plum Nelly, the place before it, the a gentleman when we were leaving was like, oh, wow, yeah, it's a pretty touristy place. And I was just thinking that he just meant a lot of people kind of congregated there. But once we got there, yeah. And I mean, kids were getting out of school, so there's tons of families. It was packed. And? Oh, tubing. We didn't go tubing. Yeah. They had more tubes in that town? Holy moly. I bet they have 10,000 tubes <laughs> in that town. 
I mean, I've just never seen For a little tubes. float down the river. Yeah. Okay, so we stayed at the Hearthstone, which Liz, sweet lady, really making it artsy, curated, and special. You can tell she's pouring a lot of energy into the place. They had like a whole little DIY area, which somehow... For making art. For making art. Uh-huh. But you received... As we, we joked around about episode one, I received my first workstay offer. Mine wasn't necessarily a workstay offer. But yeah, she did offer to have me do some work for assistance with making a composting toilet. Because we don't have a uh, composting toilet in our van. Um, the look on your face. It's <laughs> just not really... I don't know what she even wanted me to do. It didn't even go that far. But I just... I don't think that... You missed it because you were standing there and I said, it's kind of up to you, Mike, thinking you would be the one working. And you were like, no, it's up to you. She looked at me probably because I'd been sitting in the van the day before just reading a book. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I got a, well, I don't think it was a work Not stay. a work stay offer, work project. You got a project yeah, offer. I got an offer to contribute. Yeah. I didn't in that time, but no. we'll see how that goes down the road. Yes. Within uh, Helen also the area we we stayed there for several nights because i hiked blood mountain which is the highest point of the at in georgia Mm -hmm. it is um it was the site of a bloody battle uh with cherokee and the creek indians is the story behind that on the mountain it also has the oldest AT shelter 1934 wow. stone and I was up I, did you see it yeah that was the stone shelter that I oh, sent yeah. you yes mm-hmm. beautiful day at the summit I mean go, right now in Georgia in the first week of June the spring flowers are coming I mean it's, it's unbelievable like beautiful weather like low 70s gets down to the 50s at night like it's just really been gorgeous so blood mountain was I mean a tough tough hike day hike but you then picked me up at neil's gap which for those of you who are not familiar uh, neil's gap is 30 miles into the at if you're headed north Mm -hmm. plus 8.8 miles if you did the approach the approach and they have shoes there every year from a tree and i guess this is the first time you re-enter out of the woods if you're headed north on the at if you're backpacking if you're backpacking if you're a through hiker mm-hmm. and i guess only about 20 percent of through hikers make it all the way to maine but a large majority large portion drop out at neil's gap at this mountain hostel and i believe if you get a room and you quit the, and throw your shoes up in the tree they will give you a free lift to Atlanta, free cab, what, or a free room for that night, whatever it is. Something. So every year, uh, right now, how many shoes were there? A lot already. <laughs> I mean, there really was. We're behind the bubble, like the massive amount of hikers, like they start earlier. But there was a lot of shoes there already. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, kind of funny, kind of cool. Uh, they also, I guess they do shakedowns there, free shakedowns. And... Rumor has it that people's packs go from 60 pounds at Neil's Gap to 25 pounds. Because yeah, they... so a shakedown is like they look at what you have in your pack and try to lessen your weight. So it was kind of fun to go to Neil's Gap after reading uh-huh. all about that. Neil's Gap doesn't have any service. 
um, cell phone service, which was also the first week of our adventure challenging because we aren't familiar with the area. So I would get directions to go somewhere and then I wouldn't have directions to get anywhere else from there while you were hiking. Um, so a guy at that camp store suggested that I go to Blairsville. It was 15 miles down the road. Um, and he suggested a hole in the wall, which was a breakfast place. I didn't go cause I had the pup, but, um, and we found a dog park in Blairsville, um, at the farmer's market. It's called the farmer's market. Yes. So good. That is really good. The farmer's market wasn't happening yet, but it was a really nice area to walk around and spend the afternoon while Mike was hiking. And one other as nice segue, by the way, mm -hmm. to Blairsville. Because we never stayed in Blairsville. Mm -mm. We never hiked in Blairsville. But we were always nearby Blairsville. We were always like 20 miles from Blairsville. It seemed... All of these places in Georgia, from the gaps to the hiking to where we camped, I still have to look at a map. They were like in a circle. We just kept driving around the same kind of back roads between all of them. I, I don't possibly understand how it was all connected, but it was. And the one other thing we did other than the farmer's bark it was Lucky's Taqueria mm -hmm. in Blairsville, Georgia was fabulous. Yeah. I got, I got a, uh, I got a fried tofu tostada and of course chips and guac. Everything there was good. I got the chipotle butternut squash taco. It was so hot like so spicy it was so delicious but their tagline is dedicated to the pursuit of adventure love and good eats mm -mm -mm. yeah it was a cool place yeah that was good dog friendly on the patio so we did elige we did blairsville helen one other fun thing that we did in helen this was the start so the van i had this as some of you may or may not know i worked at a hot dog stand in college and we made veggie fajitas chicken fajitas and we have, we do have a kitchen in the van. We have, yeah, with an induction burner. And there's a thing called trail magic on any hiking trail. It's really, it's karma. It's a good deed. And we had this idea. We even reached out to Eric Clark, my old boss at Boss Dogs. And he was like, you guys are my heroes. Because we said, we're going to make veggie fajitas. For hikers as for, they pass through. And, well two things one it's a very small kitchen it's a one plate burner it's, and number two we bought pans that don't pick up on the they don't work with an induction stove top and they're pans that i specifically picked out with the, i guess i didn't understand how an induction stove top works so we didn't even have any pans at that point to use so what we came up with though was a different form of trail magic and that was simply putting Powerades or Gatorades, electrolyte drinks at the, the, trailhead. the trailhead gaps that we were hiking from. And we weren't kind of sure how it was going to work, you know, because we're kind of behind the bubble. So we we're like, you know, but there's still a lot of people day hiking, day hiking, section hiking, or there are some through hikers flip flopping as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, we picked up a through hiker from Germany mm -hmm. and just from all over the place. But I had just left Unicoi Gap, headed up into the woods again, and you voice text me and said, S 
somebody had picked up a Powerade. So we left him at the trailhead. We wrote little notes on him, you know, that were like, you're doing a good job. Take one. Um, one step at a time, whatever. So we just wrote little notes and we left him at the, the trailhead. And as Mike headed out, I think he was going north. I don't know, or south. I don't know. But they were on the opposite end. And as I was pulling out in the van, I saw a, a girl hiker walk by slugging one back and i was like yeah and by the time i got back five hours later they were all gone yeah we did it the next day and they were getting taken so that i think we went back to make sure because you know we wanted to make sure people weren't drinking them and leaving them because we didn't want there to be any litter but people were taking them yep. i mean it's not once they're once you drink it it's not that much weight so now, if, if Eric comes and meets us on the trail from Boss Dogs, we'll figure out a way to do veggie fajitas. But I'm pretty sure we're going to stick to Powerade. Powerades and trash cleanups. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what we're going to do. So that was something fun that we learned about at Unicoi Gap. Yeah. One town left. Oh, Hiawassee. Hiawassee. Stayed at the Long Ridge Campground. Very nice place, too cleaner showers than our old airbnbs like now that's our <laughs> fault but i mean you know people worry about sometimes i think campers worry about or people who don't typically camp are like oh is it gonna be dirty you know and like you always ask me how are the showers how are the bathrooms i mean this place looked like as clean as when we spit shined our old places yeah i mean so far we've had really good luck with um the facilities and the different amenities but really nice campground. Yeah. Right in the action. It was, um, we had a creekside spot. Yeah, it was great. And a couple fun things that we did in Hiawassee, in addition to hiking, because we're always hiking. Yeah. Uh, Trail Full Outdoor Company. Yeah. I decided I needed a second pair of sock liners, and one of my old pairs of wool socks had worn out, so I went in there. They were super friendly, super cool. They have... We actually used their website. They have some articles on how the different places to hike Brasstown Bald and the different trails there. And overall, uh, really just a nice, really nice... Well, you realized after the fact that you'd been reading their blog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they made some suggestions for where we're going to go next and a really cute place. And then the other thing we did in Hiawassee was we went to the fruit market. Yeah. And we got Georgia peaches. Yep. Cherries. We got things to make guacamole. Soured, fresh sourdough bread made from Nancy. We got and some artesian cheeses. Yeah. If we would have wanted anything pickled or a jam of any kind, I mean, I've never seen such a selection. Fried pecan. There's a sign out front that said fried pies. Yeah. I didn't get that. I, we didn't get um, that, but... It's like an old, like a, it's like a candy. Oh, peanut brittle. Peanut brittle. Fried, pe fried pecan brittle was oh. something they had in there. Great. It's right in the middle of town. It's, it's very hard to miss, but uh, outstanding place. I think up until that point, we had eaten out a few times, but we had been eating a lot of kind of whatever had been left over in our fridge that we brought. So it was the first, or not even fridge, like dry goods. So it was one of the first, like fresh meals that we ate it was really yeah it was great it's i great. loved it and we're gonna wrap up this episode in georgia with you and Cotopoxy's first first hike state high point oh, and hike yeah yes well no Cotopoxy started going out with me you went out a little bit 
Um, yeah, it's my first state high point. Georgia's Brass Town Bald. Yep, you can drive to the visitor center, um, yeah. which is up a quite a steep grade, and from there you can go. You can either pay to take a shuttle to the summit, or you can hike. It said it was point six miles each way. Pretty much straight up. It was straight pretty up. much straight uphill, um, but it was paved, so it yep. was it was easy to maneuver uh, if you take your time. And there's also four other trailheads there. Cotopaxi and I went on a different hike after that yeah. from there. The AT connects us about three miles away mm -hmm. from there. But first state high point, I think I have now, now to have Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, Arizona, Texas, and Ohio. So my, num my number six. So my number is one. But so when we were at the top... I don't know if he was a ranger or a volunteer that worked up there, but he asked if we were collecting high points. I never realized that was kind of a thing. It is a thing. I also, in one of the All Trails reviews of it, I saw a guy who gave a review and said he, that that was his 32nd high point, which that's insane. Well, because But the, the volunteer ranger, whoever he was, said, I can open the gate to show you the... What did he call it? The not the emblem. The high point, like like the marker. Yeah, because it's run by the National Forest Service. So, so like you could get your picture with the marker up there, or something. Highly recommend going there if you have the opportunity. It's a pretty fun thing. I think going to the high points are fun if you can. You have can. to pay a little bit to get into the parking lot there, or if you have a national park pass, you can get yep. in. Yep. The other thing. And that lady. She was so nice that checked us in that was working the booth. Again, I don't know if she was a volunteer, if she's a paid employee, but she just gave us all of the information. Loved it. Didn't it was catch her name. It was, was really cool. Nice. Really cool. So that's uh that's Georgia. Mm -hmm. I would say uh, you know, we one one thing as we wrap up this episode, a little small disclaimer, I think you and I are both white. And mm -hmm. I feel like we do need should owe the responsibility to ourselves to mention we did see not very not very much but a couple confederate flags license plates and stuff and we're not used to that no some people had flags flying and um yeah it's very you know unfortunate sad but it can also be dangerous for certain groups so mm -hmm. uh we just felt like we should mention that wow we had a great time in these towns um we know that maybe Others from the BIPOC community might not be able to have the same experience always. So just be careful in doing your research and learning about the areas you're going to go visit. And I would say it was few and far between, but definitely surprising when we saw things like that. Yep. Overall, it was a really nice, fun, chaotic first week on the trail. Uh, what did we not need in the van that we brought? Um... Well, what went back in the box? Well, no, you, you we each had picked an item. Oh, well, you, spices is what yeah. I was going to say. We have enough spices to make like 12 different international <laughs> dishes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what we were They were going to go on those veggie, veggie fajitas, I guess. I guess. I mean, we've only cooked two meals. Everything else has either been a wrap or granola. I've eaten more peanut butter banana tortillas <laughs> in a week than I had my entire life. Mine's tea bags. Oh, yeah. We've we, got so much tea in here. So much green tea. And, you know, at the end of the day, after hiking 12, 15, 20 miles a in day. the heat of the afternoon. A hot cup of tea just doesn't sound that good. I think I thought it was going to be, like, super cold at night. So maybe we would want, like, a cup of tea. 
Yeah, we do have a lot of tea in here. So those, those, well, they're, they're not leaving. They haven't left. Those but, haven't left. None of that's leaving. But we definitely don't need them. We did send back the Nutra Bullet. We had brought that. Don't need that. Mason jars. We had a binder. I thought I would need a binder to organize everything, but we're really just Googling everything as we go. So we had an empty binder. I mean, just a bunch of nonsense. Dave and Robin in Lamar's, Iowa, should be getting that package. If not, by the time this episode goes live, thanks for holding on to that, that box of useless stuff for us. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Anything else you'd like to say? No, I don't think so. I had a good time in Georgia for my first time. Or yes. my second. I'm not exactly Or third. Sure. Who knows? Uh, North Carolina, up next. Mm-hmm. So we'll have another episode from North Carolina, and then we'll be headed to Tennessee. So... If this is your first time listening to the Hashtag 59 podcast, well, hey, welcome and thanks for listening. We're doing Trail Towns this year. If you would like to listen more and you know how to do it, give us a subscribe click to get every future episode and head to our website, hashtag the number five, the number nine dot com for all, I think about 120, 125 past podcast episodes now about 400 outdoor adventure articles, trash cleanup event schedules, and I think that'll do it. So, Code Epoxy's asleep. We got to go to bed soon here, too. Mm-hmm. Sign off from Georgia, Mike and Jill, wishing you good vibes and some adventure wherever you might be. Peace, love, and dirt. <laughs>